Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. And welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. It's me, Helen Thorne. And it's me, Ellie Gibson. And guess what, Ellie? What? We've, we've got a guest. No way. And her name's Emma Byrne. Hello, Emma. Hello. Uh, Emma, why don't you introduce yourself? Who are you, Emma Byrne? I am the author of Swearing is Good for You, a scientific look at bad language. Um, fucking yes. Fucking hell yes. <laughs> fucking come on. I know, Can right? we call you Dr. Fuck? <laughs> you can call, please call me Dr. Fuck. I, li- I work, no word of a lie, I work with a woman who's name is Dr. Roxana Danger. <laughs> she is, I shit you not, Dr. Danger, and it's such an excellent name. Dr. Yeah, yeah, Roxana yeah. Danger. I she know. sounds like a Bond girl. She's bloody awesome. She is another, so we're both AI researchers, and she is just, she's who I want to be when I grow up, basically. Can you just expand AI for the unlearned listener? Everyone knows what AI is. Just say it, Emma. Who <laughs> <laughs> what AI is? <laughs> It's either artificial intelligence or a film with Will Smith, depending on. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm glad. <laughs> I am glad we cleared that up. Great. All right, and you're also a mother. I am a extremely scummy mum. Excellent. Well, you are, you're in the right place then. So you've written a book about swearing. You're a scientist. You're a mother. So let's let's start with the motherhood chat and then work our way through your myriad of experience and skills. So tell us about your family first up. Yeah. So we are quite an exciting house. We've just had to buy a bigger car. Um, we, we have got three adults, two kids and two cats, although we don't take the cats anywhere with us. Uh, there's myself, my husband and our housemate uh, and my housemate's daughter, who's four, and my daughter, who's two. And my daughter's going through that delightful toddler stage where things, feelings get a bit big, mm-hmm. but she doesn't have the words for them yet. So mm-hmm. she will throw things or herself or punches or tantrums. And I cannot wait for the day that she can tell me to go fuck myself. <laughs> it will just get so much easier. Though she does have a wicked side eye right now and she's miffed. She will stare at me like this. Like, oh, good side eye, Emma. Murder you. And it's, um, but yeah, my housemate's daughter is four and she's gone through potty training and it's now you know pretty much consonant more consonant than i am anyway (laughs) and um and she's discovered that the words poo and bum have a certain amount of power particularly Mm. at meal times so she is just developing her own initial swearing lexicon which i think is fucking brilliant it is uh they they stay in that poo phase my essay from about four to what 11 fantastic yeah and then they start on those real swears so you're in you're in for a 
you're in for a treat. Now, I'm going to ask you the question, which I probably know already. Are you a sweary mum? Yes, I fucking am. Excellent, excellent. I kind of feel like if I pretend to my daughter that swearing doesn't exist, a couple of things are going to happen. First off, she's going to invent her, her own swearing. I mean, mm-hmm. chimpanzees invent their own swearing, so there's no way you... Can... What? Monkeys do swearing? Hell yeah. Don't You can't just throw that in and then move right. on, Glenn. Boom, bombshell. <laughs> Come on, Dr. I was, work, I, was, I was working up to that, but oh, she's got straight in. No. I'm sorry, spoilers. No, no, no. Um, swearing monkeys, let's go. <laughs> what well, the fuck are you talking about? So, chimpanzees... Um, when you foster them into a home to teach them language, there's two types of teaching language to chimpanzees. Project Nim, which had a film made about it and is really famous, they sat him in a lab and they made him do these various, very structured things. All these guys in white coats going, do the sign for, I don't know, syncopation, do the sign for anti-disestablishmentarianism and you shall get a treat. And it's a stupid experiment because that's not how... Sorry, just dismissing someone's entire life's work there. Yay. Um, but it's not how we teach kids language. We mm. teach them by living with them, arguing with them. You know, so they learn very quickly how to say, want more bing, mummy. Um, and you do this with chimpanzees, but in order to do that, you have to take them into your home, treat them like a member of the family. And if you're going to do that, you have to potty train them because they are smelly bastards in the wild. I mean, they will throw their crap around. Well, we've all seen the PG tips adverts. Absolutely. Nobody wants to live like that, really. (laughs) So you teach them, you potty train them, and they internalise this taboo about feces, which is terrific from keeping the place clean. But, for example, things like if they're caught out by accident, they'll lie about it. Or if they're out and about... They'll try and do it. Those crafty, crafty bastards. Crafty bastards, bastards. Yeah. exactly. But as soon as they do, the sign that they use for everything to do with going to the toilet, which is dirty, they start using that in the same way as we use shit. So yeah. if someone won't you know, do what they want to do, they'll sign, you know, Roger was the, the researcher in charge of this project. He Roger, dirty, dirty Roger. They literally go apeshit. They literally go apeshit, but thankfully they don't fling shit. Oh. Because in the wild... If you piss off a chimpanzee, the first thing you'll know about it is a lump of shit to the face. Ooh. Whereas it's much, much You didn't better. see that in Gorillas in the Mist, did no. you? No. Don't no. see Sigourney Weaver getting a face full of monkey shit. No. Not, not, on, the, not on those websites. No. <laughs> you have to go to very special places on niche, the dark web for that. Niche interest. Oh. So the monkeys actually sign swearing. They do, they sign, because they don't have the same vocal cords or the same like right. tongues and teeth that we have. We can't really teach them to use spoken language so they just make wanker signs all day they do make wanker signs they do like the middle finger (laughs) but that's you see you joke one of the interesting things is that masturbation was never taboo among these chimpanzees Roger Foots writes about I know they just wank everywhere I I saw I'm not not a big fan of looking at other people wanking I must say but I was at a zoo in Hong Kong and I walked past a wanking chimpanzee and was very embarrassed. It's captivating. <laughs> it's captivating. Well, washing. I didn't like it. No, listener. No, I it's not. Like it's not your bag. No, is it? it was no, not. You've, already, you've gone bright red just telling That's... a story about a monkey having a wank, and now she's hiding her face in a skull. <laughs> this is what Did I'm talking about. Did not like it. <laughs> I uh, when I went on safari in uh, Africa, the most inf- interesting thing I saw in two weeks was a baboon do a wank and eat it. Right. I am not eating the silky hummus from now on. <laughs> yeah, aren't you glad I brought the salty crisps? Oh my god! Aren't you glad that you know as a hugely you know important and, and intelligent scientist you've come on this podcast and this is where we're already at? We're already yeah. at monkeys wanking. Yeah, yeah. monkeys wanking and eating. Monkey spunky. Monkey spunky. <laughs> yeah. 
Again, you don't see any of this in the PG Tips adverts. I feel like they missed a trick, really. Yes. Well, you don't hear this on Radio 4. I feel like we're, 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 we're breaking down some wall of uh, radio. Um, but yes, thank you for all that information. Oh, now I'll be sick. <laughs> uh, yes. That's the power of chimp. Oh, my yeah. God. Amazing. So your book is called Swearing is Good for You. What? What? It, how is swearing good for me, Emma Byrne? For fuck's sake, tell me now. See, that's the thing. I didn't set out to write swearing is good for you. It was first called that's fucking amazing. Because I <laughs> I'd find stuff about swearing being good, but also swearing being bad. Nothing's really that cut and dried. But that was also the original title for the Guinness World Records, by the way. It was going to be called right? that's fucking amazing. I would have paid to see Norris McWhirt to sign off. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. I I just kept looking for, you know, the broadest amount of research on swearing that I could find. I was the person sitting in the British Library just going, yeah, more books on swearing, that will be for me. Um, in fact, there's a, a study that's published every so often by Ofcom about which words are considered most offensive. They survey people and decide for broadcasters, inform broadcasters which ones are considered more offensive. And they talk about gestures mm-hmm. as well as words. And I remember getting the back copies of this from the British Library and sitting there in the humanities reading room that I'm now, I think, banned from. And they were saying, you know, there's the, um, was it the Sicilian elbow, which is where you shove your fist into your elbow. And oh, yes. That, and the bird. Vaffanculo. See? Exactly. Yeah. Hey, you really so learned, nice. Ellie. I didn't vote for Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> but they also talked about the blowjob sign. And I was like, what's the blowjob sign? And I was like... Oh, it's that one. Right, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like a fist and a fang with your, your tongue. The tongue and the cheek. cheek. Yes. Thanks Which, for explaining that yeah, to the listeners. Again, 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 artificial they intelligence. They might know what they're, yeah. they're not going to know that, yeah. You're yeah. welcome, that person who doesn't know. Uh, <laughs> well, I had to do it to myself, as it were. Oh, in the British, in, I know, right? In the British Library. So I sat there going, no, 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 no. I, I'm now doing the blowjob face in the middle of the humanities section of the British Library. I can no longer come here again um i didn't come there that time i was just minding it for fuck's sake um but yeah i the more i looked at all of this research the more i realized that we've got this weird paradox of you know people like ofcom going you know tell us what's really offensive so we can make sure people don't say it and people having these campaigns for clean english or clean russian or clean italian um but on the other side Swearing helps you withstand pain for much longer. Mm. It helps you be stronger when you're exercising. It helps teams bonding in the world. How, how, wait, 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 wait. Hang on, hang on. You're just, you're just <laughs> dropping, I know, dropping bombs and then I moving on. What are you talking about? So, so how, how can swearing stop you feeling pain? Because when I was in labour, I'm pretty sure I did some... Some pretty serious effing and swearing. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, is, so is that a thing then? Is that that is indeed thing? a thing. And it used to be thought that swearing was part of um, a, phenom- a phenomenon known as catastrophizing, like focusing on how bad things are. And people in the medical profession used to say, you know, you shouldn't swear during labour because it'll just make you feel worse. And then this guy up at Q. Said a man. Said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> idiot yeah and this but it was this guy up at uh keel university richard stevens he went if it's so 
like maladaptive. If this is a really bad idea, why did I just swear when I hit myself on the thumb this weekend? So he gets 67 of his undergraduates, makes them stick their hands in ice cold water. Because, you know, <laughs> what a great guy. I know, it's the kind of thing you can do when you're a psychology professor. And, Torture. Yeah, and they had to pick one neutral word and one swear word. And he did some very sort of clever things to make sure they were sort of similarly cognitively accessible and things like that. And you can keep your hands in ice water about half as long again if you're swearing than if you're not. Really? Really? I mean, on the one hand, that's not a very useful life skill, being able to put your hands in cold water. Long. That's I would, the, I would argue niche. Scott of the Antarctic, you know, Mr. Trick. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So instead of going, I'm going out now, I may be gone for some time. If you're gone, you're a bunch of cunts. You <laughs> like, might, you might still be alive ooh. today. You <laughs> might still be alive today. Stop you're welcome, it. the relatives of Scott. <laughs> so really so it can reduce pain Mm. um, and then you said it can make you uh, it can help with exercise that's right yes now I want to hear about it because I've been doing HIIT training right and I fucking Uh. hate it I really really hate I like the feeling afterwards where you Mm -hmm. feel all glowy and smug smug (laughs) mainly the smuggery it's the smuggery while I'm doing it even though it's only 20-25 minutes I just fucking hate it and mm. i want it to stop how can can i can i just swear it yeah absolutely um so the same research group did this thing where they take the um the sort of hand strength the the grip exercises and you put a monitor on that to show how hard it's being squeezed and for how long and again if you're swearing you can tend to exert a lot more pressure for a lot longer wow. than if you're not yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to be doing my lifts tomorrow with my Joe Wicks video going, bollocks! Bollocks! Exactly. <laughs> and I'm going to go up half a key. Indeed. Oh, wicked. Yeah. I want to know about sex because you know how you can have sex. So, so what happens is a man and a woman, when they love each other very much. a man and a woman. Or other people. Or a monkey. Heteronormative. <laughs> yes. I, I'm sorry, you're quite right. <laughs> yes. So you know birds and you know bees. Yes. Yes. And then we do scissors and bums. Yes. All right, cool. <laughs> Right. Anyway, how does swearing affect that? Does it make it nicer? You know, when you could just have sex really silently when the baby's in the next room, or if you're home alone, you go fuck me, fuck me. Does it make it nicer, Emma? Tell me, uh, please. For a lot, of- <laughs> yeah, it's okay. You're not weird. I mean, I actually helped out someone. I I, I have my agony and chops thanks to this. Is bizarre. Someone from um, Cosmo in the states rang me up and said look someone's written to me and said I, I get turned on by naughty words when I'm having sex I was like naughty words <laughs> she's like yeah did she specify which words just naughty words and um yeah I was like no this is this is fine because swearing intensifies whatever emotions you're feeling generally oh. um it tends to raise your heart rate get the palms feeling a bit sweaty release a bunch of adrenaline so whatever you're feeling is going to intensify that but also it's really hard to talk about a lot of the things that you want doing during sex without resorting to something that's, you know, you don't want to use the language of the gynecologist's office. No. Put your penis in my vagina. In and out now. In and out. I just use hand signals like monkeys. <laughs> Pointing. Making a squeezing motion. Top tip then: exercise and fucking. That's exercise, it. pain, sex. Anything else? Swearing's good for. Yeah. So, a bunch of people who, when they have strokes, um, if you have a stroke on the left side of your brain, it tends to really do away with a lot of your language abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and depending on the amount of damage, you can lose pretty much all of your what's called propositional language, your ability to express yourself or name things, uh, or you know, someone shows you a picture of something, you can 
you work out what you do with it and even sort things by category but you just can't say what they are mm. uh but one of the best case studies on this is of a guy who had you know got this it's called aphasia this inability to speak uh in usual sort of common language terms and they showed him a bunch of pictures and they'd asked him to do things like sort them into categories and that's fine but he couldn't say any of these words until they showed him a picture of Ronald Reagan and then and this is what really pisses me off they don't say what he responded with just that he responded with a bunch of swearing Mm. but that it was um sort of they said affectively relevant it was just the right sort of emotion for somebody who really could not stand Ronald Reagan (laughs) so he was able to you know let them know what his political opinions were now what what the thing I loved about your book and also what I love about swearing is it's almost like a code or a bonding tool like the sweary mum at school that you go out with at the pub or the sweary colleague that you kind of go, oh, I like that one. Mm. Like there's, it's almost like a code or a, I don't know, a sign that you like that other person. And that's what you talk about in the book, that it's, it's something like a team bonding thing. And you were saying that because you come from a very male-dominated world of science that you found swearing kind of got you in, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, particularly when I first started, before I was doing research, I worked in IT as a, as a software engineer and surrounded by blokes and you can see them sort of policing their language when you first start Mm. and you kind of have to swear in order to prove to them that they don't have to treat you in a sort of special stepping on eggshells kind of way yeah Yeah. so there's part of that that sort of um i can't remember which researcher it is that i interviewed for the book but she's saying that it's a, a gender transgressive act it's a way of basically going look i'm it is a bit sad and tedious because it's almost like you have to sort of go oh I'm not like those other girls and I fucking hate that Mm. but this idea that you have to somehow demonstrate that you're not some sort of fainting little ninny but this idea that we have that women don't swear I mean like you said you know the mum at the school gate who is prepared to actually be open about their feelings and to not you know that we all have that drive to swear sometimes mm. and things get frustrating and the people who polish their lives to the point that it's not just their insta feeds or their facebook walls that are perfect but everything that comes out of their mouth is so you know oh no you know little little Wilhelmina is is now in you know a year advanced in her reading and and, yes. and he's just like sounds how, like a prick yeah, yeah. when when did your loo last flood? You know, when was there shit all over your bathroom floor? When did you last drop a nappy full of crap on your feet? Because I know it's happened to you, because it's happened Mm. to me. Mm. So there is this tendency to see people who swear as being a bit more real. But also this idea that women don't swear is, is bollocks. I mean, the use of swearing in novels was first, you know, basically first popularised by uh, Cora Bell, who is Charlotte Bronte, Mm. writing Wuthering Heights. She said, I'm not going to redact this stuff. I'm not substituting letters with dashes because I want you to feel the way that these characters actually feel when they're swearing. I want you to respond in the way that you would respond if you heard this language in real life. And and that might put some people... Yeah, Mm. and that might put some of you off, but... Yeah, if you don't like my don't hide your truth don't hide your truth no I've had direct experience of the thing of um, well because I've worked in video games for a long time mm. which is a very male dominated industry um, and one of my first jobs in games I was as I almost always was throughout the 2000s the only woman and um, 
I was told about a year after I started there, and I made good friends with all the boys, um, that the week before they start, I started, the boss had sat them down and said, right, you need to uh, tone down your language because <laughs> we've got this girl starting and, you know, it's just a bit too blue around here, too much blue, okay, <laughs> just keep it clean. And then I started and they said they realised within a week then I could outswear the fucking lot of them Excellent. all day long. Excellent yeah. work. And, they were, and, they, and we all had a good laugh about the hilarious thing that they thought, oh, <laughs> yeah. Talk ladies a, for yeah, lady words. As yes. if I'm a fucking Victorian. <laughs> was like, you know, but yeah, I gave them a flash of ankle and they knew I was a bit different, you know. Oh. But yeah, so it's, it's definitely, a, I mean, it's definitely a real thing, isn't it? Mm. And also, I mean, the, like the terms, you know, that's not ladylike mm. and uncouth. I mean, women get tarred with a certain brush when it comes to swearing and like my mother never swore mm. ever I've never heard my mum swear in the 39 years I've known her but my dad who was a vicar swore all the time <laughs> and he was this pious he'd get up and say oh lo and behold that John came down from blah 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 and then at home he his favourite saying was Fuck me dead and call me rooted, which is I remember for him saying since I was about three. <laughs> Fuck me dead. Fuck me dead and call me rooted, Lee. And Mum would like, oh Timothy. <laughs> <laughs> what does she? What does she think of your swearing then? Well, I think she's she's just at a loss. I think you know the more we all swear, probably the more she prays. Because <laughs> um, so she gets closer to God, the, the filthier we get. And it, and it is it is strange because I think. I've got the reverse because if I ever swear my daughter and my son are horrified they're right. horrified don't swear mummy it's so embarrassing you know put a pound in the swear jar so they they don't like you know I don't I very rarely swear in front of them and only is it if I, that they don't like swearing or is it that they don't like mummy swearing probably that probably that I mean because I I had this view of my mum being the perfect angel house is always neat you know lace doilies on the milk jug you know at night time kind of thing and now my house is not quite that so I find it's sort of a slight a slight reverse um yeah my son said to me today my six-year-old he went mummy do this and he held like two fingers up in a v sign <laughs> like like the victory sign you know yeah. the, the, the okay way yeah. and so I was like okay and I did it and he went you just did a swear and then ran out the room <laughs> <laughs> okay Charlie thanks, oh, good. thanks, yeah, thanks breaking, for your uh, input <laughs> breaking the law yeah. breaking the law it's delightful when they realise that there is this power to it and particularly I think when they're that young and they don't have a lot of influence on stuff right you know mm. you're told what time to go to school and what you're supposed to wear to school and when you're supposed to have your lunch and what you're going to get for your lunch and all of a sudden being able to make your mum inadvertently swear yeah Uh I tricked you into doing a swear look at the power I've got yeah you see so do you have any advice for that situation where your child comes home from school or whatever and says to you mummy what does fuck mean or whatever it is we've all had one of those like like my three-year-old said the other day I'm trying to put these bloody shoes on you know (laughs) How do we not for nursery, those? not for nursery, yeah. Joe. <laughs> How do we handle those situations? So everyone knows their own kids best, right? So I'm not gonna like give out this panacea for dealing with your kids. Oh well, this has been a waste of time. I know. Oh, I'm really fucking I'm sorry. If I could do that, I would, I would like get myself a super nanny show, but just on kids swearing because I think like Channel Five would go for that. Oh, right? definitely. Mm. But like for me, I. My relationship with swearing is that it is incredibly powerful, and I have used it, you know, performatively in a in a male workplace. And I want my daughter to be able to access the benefits that swearing has, but also 
I personally, like, it's not in my values to use it, you know, in an aggressive way any more than I punch someone in the face. Mm. Um, I don't use slurs because, and particularly after having written the book, and it's not just this sort of, you know, the fact that I am a social justice warrior snowflake, but it's not just that. It's the fact that I now understand that neurologically speaking, when you are part of an oppressed group and someone has used a slur about you and that that has been sort of linked to a really high threat situation, you know, someone yelling the N-word at you in the street if you're black, you don't know if you're about to be Mm. at best, you know, punched because of your skin colour. I, as a white person, I don't have the ability to to feel those sensations Mm. and it's like throwing a punch with knuckle dusters on you know Mm. it's like i can cause immense pain to them at no cost to myself and that's just fucking cheating man Mm. Mm. so those are the kind of things that i think i will say to her you know these these are the words i choose to use these are when i choose to use them these are the ones i don't use and these are my reasons why yeah but of course she's my kid she's going to define her own values probably in a lot of it in contrast to me like you said you don't want to swear because mummy swears um, or certainly don't want mummy swearing so I can't guarantee that she's going to have the same values as me all I can do is explain why I make the choices that I do is is there an age because I sort of um, like my I swear in front of my parents now anyone who's watched our insta stories knows my dad swears all the fucking time he does (laughs) he's a potty mouth that man you know um, so, but I remember as a child being told not to swear, and I don't remember my parents swearing very much. So there must have come like a point where that flipped, and suddenly swearing was okay. What is there like a recommended age, Emma, for when when would, when will you allow swearing? When will you allow your child to walk mm. in the door and go, "Oh, I had a shitty day at school. The teachers are fuckhead." Mm. When will you, or, or will that day never come? I don't know. Oh no, it's that is bound to come, and I hope that she'll feel able to tell me that she's had a shitty day at school and the teachers are fuckhead because mm. that's a really important way of venting your feelings, you know, mm. rather than. I don't know. It's a very, very precise kind of picture she's painting. It is. And and her ability to access her own feelings and say, you know, there is something that I do not like about this situation. And it's not my fault, it's theirs. Because I think particularly for girls, we are conditioned to try to make nice and be conciliatory and Hmm. look for something that we can do to make the situation better. You know, if you're not getting on with your teacher, is it that you're not listening hard enough or you're not? And if my daughter can come home and say... No, they're just a fuckhead. Yeah, Mrs. Jack... (laughs) No, Mrs. Jackson's a twat. It's like, right, okay, so to tell me what what manner does her twattery take? You know, somewhere we can start. But what what age? I said, but like nine, eleven. 15 like where's the 47 perhaps in your mother's case Helen I don't know I'm wondering like as if Charlie came in and started using the word fucking general conversation at 6 mm. you feel a bit I'd uncomfortable yeah weird about that and I would shut it down but if he did that at 14 I'd, I don't know yeah, yeah. I guess it is, and, and also because he's the oldest I guess you, it's, it's hard when you're in a multi-age family um, yeah it is tricky and I think a lot of it is to do with you know the stages at which kids develop things like empathy or a, a a sort of sophisticated enough theory of mind that they can adequately judge the effect that their swearing is going to have because mm. that is quite a tricky thing to model mm. and yeah kids when they are younger don't have that understanding of other people's emotional lives it takes a long time to get the hang of that so I guess it's kind of like giving them power tools you know it's can you use this safely mm. 
Yeah, you know your own kids best in that sense of do they understand what they're doing? Are they doing it consciously? Have they chosen this? And is there another choice that you would rather they think about making? Mm. They're talking about that, you know, you're saying fuck a lot. Are you really stressed at school right now? Mm. Yeah, because uh, I don't mind if they say something about fuck. It's when they tell me to fuck off and fuck you. I yeah. mean, even now, my daughter is in her own way, you know, telling me to fuck off sometimes. Mm. You know, sort of no go more, away, mummy. Yeah, no yeah. more hey Dougie, and she will rip her f- my phone out of my hand. You know, she borrowing my phone to watch hey Dougie. She will rip my phone out of my hand and throw it across the room. Mm. And she would give me that spectacular side eye because she has this feeling of you know. I just wanted to do this thing that was nice and you're not letting me and I don't understand why. <laughs> and I, to some extent, I kind of do want her to be able to say, fuck you, because then at least we can talk about it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think, have we done swearing? I think we bloody well have. Yes. yes. We bollocksing, cunting half. thought. <laughs> yes. yes. Should we have a game? Yes, we yeah. should. Great. So- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, back by popular demand, I have reintroduced and rejigged the swearing game. Oh, Woo-hoo! fabulous. Uh, and we did it for Bow Babes uh, podcast. And we're going to do it today. And we did it with uh, popular novels. And this time we're doing it with song. Because I always think a song is better with swears. Okay. Isn't it, Ellie? Fucking right. Fucking hell. <laughs> so what we're going to do. So you need to take two swears from the jar randomly. Don't look. And a song. Would you like to start, Ellie? All right, I'll go first. So this is... Uh, my song is... My Butt Will Go On by Celine Tit. <laughs> and we're off! Excellent. Hey, my turn. I need to say that my favourite song right now is Come on, Baby, Light My Bum Hole by the Arse Lickers. <laughs> <laughs> I would listen to that song. I, I really would. I it to the original, I suspect. <laughs> <Dirt>. Okay. <laughs> By bitch and Garfunkel. That was the. That was what they originally called. That was their original. It's um, what he was calling him by the end. Yes, definitely. 
I think it was the more dominant oh member. God. Went on to record the seminal album Graceland by Paul Bitch. Um, <laughs> all, <laughs> all Along the Cock by Minge Hendrix. <laughs> Mingy Hendrix, surely. <laughs> and to finish up, <laughs> Living on a Shit by Bon <laughs> I mean... Some people say this podcast is a waste of time. <laughs> people say it doesn't really contribute anything no. to the world. That it's you know it's neither informative nor entertaining. I say we've just proved you wrong. That's right. <laughs> You're welcome, the world. Okay. Award-winning content. Right. There we go. Very strong. I think it's time for the scummy mummy confessions, don't you? It certainly is. Yes. Emma. Now, Emma, have you got a confession for a sweary related oh, or otherwise? God, yeah. I mean, I. I don't really go in for the whole parenting books thing, but I someone introduced me to this idea of, of natural consequences. So I keep saying to my husband, no, no, I'm not being lazy. It's natural consequences. Um, but basically it's because I can't be asked to fucking argue with my daughter because oh. she's, she's more headstrong than I am. So, for example, the other day when it snowed like a bastard, we were all down in the kitchen having breakfast She's in her pyjamas and a dressing gown and her slippers. She's like, Mummy, you won't go build a snowman. Darling, it's very cold. You need a coat. Won't go build a snowman. Okay, fine. Go on, pop out. My husband's like, what? I say, no, natural consequences. She comes back in like 13 seconds later. Go, I need a towel. It's cold. I don't like snow. It's like, see, she learned a valuable lesson. Ah, fucking hell. I haven't had my coffee. I can't be bothered to argue yet. You're an excellent mother, Emma. Yeah, yeah, I think that's just a life hack. I think think so. So, I think so. Darling, if you're listening to this in some internet archive on your (laughs) colony in Mars in 20 years' time, (laughs) my mummy's just a brain in a jar. And mummy's just a brain in a jar. Feel, feel free to switch me off now because I fucking deserve it. <laughs> Thorn? I, I want to say mine's a very recent Scummy Mummy Confessions. Tonight, my husband took my son out to his guitar lesson. So I had 45 minutes at home and I was home with my daughter and I hadn't finished writing the questions for this podcast. So I sat in front of my computer and I let her have iPad. And when I heard the car coming out the drive, I flipped down my laptop, started cooking the dinner and said, Matilda, quick, start playing the piano. (laughs) And then as Will came in, he was like, oh my girls. I was like, you. (laughs) There we go. Well, that's scummy confessions done, Ellie. Yes, done. So thank you so much, uh, Dr. Fuck, otherwise known as Emma Byrne, for coming on the podcast. You're totally cunting welcome. Uh, We've learned so much, I feel like. I feel like swearing has got better because of you, Emma. Thank you. I feel like, you know, really understanding the science behind something just helps you love it that little bit more makes you feel a little bit smug as yeah. well oh god there's not, nothing better than feeling a little bit smug just a bit now where can we get your book Emma <laughs> um Halfords try Halfords um otherwise you don't need to ask Ritards. people that question people know where to buy books Ritards. yeah definitely they know go, go into like Primark Thorntons yeah. <laughs> Ritards is gone isn't it oh, Ritards gone no oh, oh. Toys oh, R Us Woolworths right. yeah. uh, oh. too soon too soon I know this um, is why Maplin's gone bankrupt they didn't they didn't have they didn't properly swearing is good for you. Yeah. Oh, I love, don't, don't start on Maplins. I'll um, shed it here. I love Maplins. Oh. Um, uh, yes, but your book, Swearing is Good for You, is out now and it is excellent. Our book, Scummy Mummies, as we mentioned, is also out. Uh, and uh, yes, you can follow us on the social media at Scummy Mummies. That's right. And we are going up and down the country in Ellie's car with Ellie's dad <laughs> um, to many a theatre. So please 
check out scummymummies.com and click on live shows and all the details will be there and if you uh, like the podcast and you would like to help us out please do us a big favour and um, rate and or review the podcast uh, on iTunes uh, that really helps us out really pushes the podcast up the charts and then more people get to hear about it so yeah, yeah. thanks for that five stars give us five stars <laughs> yeah. just saying give us say. five stars we'll give you a pound <laughs> right right to us we'll give you a pound thank you very much sell yes. a taped into a birthday card like your gran used to oh, do oh stop that's too nice yes. I love that oh awesome oh. okay uh, where can people follow you Emma uh, on the Twitters I am SciRiBy that's S-C-I for science W-R-I for writing and B-Y for burn Catchy. and it's sweary and I am I am I, I'm an unapologetic social media justice virtue signalling snowflake yeah so follow me for the swears stay for the making you feel terrible about all of the things you used to like stay for the hummus (laughs) yes until next time fuck off Bye 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 Ah, oh, that great pay-on to uh, America's bygone era. Asshole Pie by Fuckface McLean. <laughs> Why did he take the Chevy to the levee, Ellie? I don't know. Because fucking dry. It's dry. <laughs> Waste of everyone's time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.